that's Sonic that and Pleasant. Hi, welcome back to Please Don't Make Me Watch This. People are soon going to call this. Please don't make me listen to this. Please don't make me listen to this. God, please help me. Why? No. That's welcome the whole name. back to our podcast. In this podcast, we talk about the secret life of the American teenager because Claire loves it. And Kate is starting to love it. I, I hate that I'm attached to it. It's my it's my garbage now. This is my this is garbage. My garbage. My dumpster that I live in. I have a treat for you oh, this week. We have a listener I love a treat. <laughs> the listener email. I'm gonna keep our listener friend anonymous. Hello, anonymous. Um, so she says, Hi friends, I hope that this story is good enough to make it onto your hot comedy podcast. Ooh, look at look at you go. You did it. Friend. It is. Put that on your resume. That would be hilarious. I was mentioned on, on a, a podcast. podcast. Um, she says, I started public school my junior year, and in my first tour of the band and choir rooms, I noticed an extra large locker. Oh, no. I was just like, that's weird. Maybe it's for someone's tuba or something. I wasn't in band. <laughs> Very, me too. <laughs> Fast forward to a theater rehearsal, and we were taking a break in the band room. I went over to the band lockers, and the big one was slightly open, and I saw a bunch of writing inside of it. I opened the doors and saw the whole door and inside of the locker was covered in signatures. Then someone from my theater cast came over and said to me, oh, yeah, that locker. That's the band sex locker. Ah! Couples will go in there and have sex and then sign their names on the door. Band kids are nasty, dude. Since then, I have forever been scarred by the thought of couples squeezing in that tiny ass locker and boinking. (laughs) Honestly, though, it probably wasn't that small. I mean, for boning, perhaps. Yes, but why did it exist in general? It's gross that so many people have done it. Because I feel like if I went to my band room back in high school, that there, the probability is that someone has boinked in one of the lockers. Probably. But there's not a specified one. It's not like, this is the one. Anonymous, your school's nasty. <laughs> Thank you, Anonymous. That was a great story. Horny band kids, I man. will think about it They're for a universal. long time. I've not, I will never stop thinking about it. Ever. Never. Kate, this Hi. week, it's your turn to do a 30 second recap. 30 second recap. It's going to be garbage. Are you ready? Oh, also, this, this, episode, this episode is season one, episode 16 called That's Enough was, of That. 15? 15. Oh, yeah, I have 15, but I could be wrong. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. garbage. Um, yeah, 15. Sure. I can't count. We'll do a recap. Are you ready? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. So Adrian and Ricky had to bone down. He's like, I'm mad at you, but not at you, at the world. And he um, tells Adrian about the sexual abuse. And it's like, oh, my God. And the dad is there. And he's like, give me the money from the baby. And then I will never talk to you again. And you can be rid of me. And he's like, "Mm, tempting. And then... Amy's going to find out the sex of the baby. She doesn't know if she wants to, if she wants to adopt it. And what's-his-face Ben is all like, I want to go and be there for all of it. And they're like, but you haven't even seen her stomach. But And that's it. <laughs> that's the first 10 minutes at least. Uh, probably. Um, There's a lot that goes on here. I don't understand why it's called That's Enough of That. I think it's... Did maybe, someone say that? No, I think it's maybe in reference to Ricky's dad. <laughs> They're just like, that's enough. The police say, that's enough of that, sir. <laughs> the the writers were like, we're tired of this We're plot. tired of Bob. Yeah, gotta go. Um, yes, this is one of those episodes where it felt like it took me three hours to watch it. 
I feel like, well, I didn't have to summarize it, so those always go faster for me. That's true. So I was just taking some little quick notes with yeah. my, my cats were, so my, I have two new kittens, Oppie. I'm going to talk about them every podcast. Um, their names are Kiefer and Florence, so they're very cute. They're very cute. Claire I've met, seen them. Claire met them. They're her cat, they're my step, niece, and stepchildren. Nephew, stepchildren. <laughs> I decided. Um, I held them both in my arms at the same time and cried. <laughs> it was so cute. Um... But they were, like, walking all over my computer keyboard when I was trying to watch it. And I was like, I don't want to watch it either, friends. Like, I wish they I could. They were like, um, we hate Secret Life. And we so... want you to um, just pet us. <laughs> and that's it. And I was like, well, that's fair. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to. We're going to dive right in. Yeah. Oh, we did the same thing. I'm so proud of us. We are. We've spent too much time together today. We have spent the last. Eight hours together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're that's the well. thing. Um, so we open at Adrian's condo. Um, Ricky and Adrian just went to Pound Town. Yeah, and apparently it was real good for Adrian. Adrian is like emotional, crazy eyed yeah. in this episode. She's like emotional with how good that boning yes. down was. Um, so she's like, that was so good. And then Ricky's like, gotta go, and immediately gets up and tries to leave. Um, and she's like, why are you angry with me? He's like, I'm not angry with you. And she's like, who are you angry with? And how can like, you? And she's like, how can you be angry after such good a- boinking? Yeah. She's like, we just had like the the best boning. How can you be grumpy? With yes. Me? And so he's like mad at someone, but he won't say who. And he's trying to leave. And she's like, you can't leave. I- I've never felt closer to you. And I'm like, Adrian. <laughs> um so Ricky is like on the verge of tears and finally tells her about his dad sexually abusing him. It's really upsetting. It's so intense. Like I just could not even like tear my eyes away from I Ricky. Know, I know. I was like, Brenda, I was Are, here for a silly tween drama. Like, I was here for Poop City. Poop City. Remember what Poop happened? City? Whatever happened to Poop City? <laughs> yeah. This is oh it was so he did such it's, a good job it was, and it's so I was, intense I, what did i i think i put um he's putting on the emmy tears <laughs> yes i literally wrote that he's like telling her a secret and i'm like oof this is intense and then i have a second note jesus christ <laughs> like jesus christ <laughs> yeah so he tells her the whole thing that like his dad used to come home after like getting high on the streets and come into his room and he says what the the most upsetting thing to me was that he says his dad wouldn't come in to teach him how to be a real man he would call he called it a little lesson yeah and it's so upsetting that is awful which is i feel like works more effectively than telling us the graphic details exactly what happened to ricky because you your imagination can just run wild and and they never have to confirm what actually happened And just ricky being so shook like he's so shook he's He's like so shaken up traumatized still so traumatized like he goes to therapy i would assume at least once a week and he's still so traumatized and it's so upsetting he's not he's not moved on and i don't blame him like no that kind of thing is messed you yeah yeah especially when he has resurfaced the dad has resurfaced and is being he's a threat again he was doing okay and then his dad popped up and now everybody knows and he's just like his life is spiraling he is circling the drain oh baby it's not going well for he's a hair clump in the bottom of my tub (laughs) (laughs) daniel did not enjoy that metaphor Um, i didn't either (laughs) it was gross for sure um for sure for sure (laughs) 
Adrian is all, is like very shaken up by this because I don't think she was expecting this no. kind of confession. Like no. she was just like, oh, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> And so she's like shaken up and she's like, I, I just want to help you. And he's like, no. And he leaves. Um, and Ricky gets in his car in the parking lot and drives away. And you see Ruben in his car, a couple cars over. And he Ba-da-da. sees he sees Ricky leaving. Um, so immediately Ruben gets a phone call and it's Adrian. And she's like, Ricky told me about his dad. And so Adrian's really upset. She wants Ruben to Ruben's like. Ruben's playing it real cool. Yeah. He doesn't admit that he's outside. No, he's like, I'm not outside your house. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, um, oh, what happened with Ricky? <laughs> Adrian wants Ruben to like trick Bob into breaking his parole so he'll go back to prison. Woof. Which is an awful plan. Not a great plan, Adrian. But no. So he, she just wants Ruben to just send him back to prison. He's like, I, he's on parole. Like, I can't do that. And she's like, you could if you wanted to. And let me tell you, though, this hit me in a major way because I work in a courthouse and I work with like people who have been victims of domestic violence. And it's hard to explain to someone who's been so hurt that you can't that you can't that the law has all these limitations and that yes. the people who are trying to help and who are like trying to, you know, put the baggers away, all that junk yes. is like we're they're very severely limited in what they can do. Yes. And it's so complicated because, like, in the eyes of the law, he served his time. Yeah. And, like, obviously the eyes of the law don't know about, like, him still coming up to Ricky and him mm-hmm. harassing, like, Trying family. to get him to sell a baby. <laughs> there is that. But, like, in the eyes of the law, he served his time. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Like, if even if you were put in jail for, like, just drugs... Once you're out, like you're, you're still a felon, but like mm-hmm. you served your time. So it's it's so difficult and it's so complicated. And it's very very hard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone has done a crime. Like it's yes. harder than you think to prove that. Yeah. So like for example, um, if you have a restraining order and someone violates it by calling you on the phone or coming by your house or like coming to your work, that's like still hard to prove. Yeah. Especially, like, they're calling from a blocked number. I don't have a recording of it, but they've done it. Just because he's harassing Ricky doesn't mean that they can prove that without a shadow of a doubt in the, exactly. in the, in the court. They need, like, actual But I mean, obviously Adrian's like, Daddy, Daddy, my boyfriend who I love. Like, because she obviously is in love with this dude. Like, she yes. always says she isn't, but she's, like, so attached to him. And yeah. she's like, fix it for me, Daddy. And Well, because he's so... Him being upset is now affecting their relationship and so she's like i just i just want this to be better i want it to be good and not bad thank you i want ricky to stay at my house forever Um, so i'm not lonely yes um so we cut to the jurgens's home i would assume it's the next day um george is shaving over the sink gross and ann comes downstairs and is like what are you doing and he's like i'm shaving (laughs) apparently he had been shaving outside with the garden hose which is so funny and now his face is all chapped so he came inside (laughs) and she's like that's all fine but like why are you doing it in the kitchen and not in one of the three bathrooms also they have three bathrooms maybe money money and they say they're so poor maybe get a Less swanky house, Jurgens. So swanky. But that makes me think: How funny would it be to watch a sitcom of like the neighbors of the people in this show? That would be. So it's funny. just about the normal kids at school that don't like really 
They just do normal things. They just go to school. They, they go don't to get band. secret weddings. They don't get married oh and pregnant. And, and the, they're like, did you hear about the girl who got secret married? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's so weird. And then like the neighbors of the Jurgens is like, George has been sleeping in the garage for sure. And now has started shaving with a hose. He's just out in the front lawn, like, like spraying lit. himself in the face. He's got no shame. No, none. Um, I watched that show. So actually, not so secret life. Ashley comes in and she's like, hey, I want to go to a friend's house after school. And George and Anne are like, you have a friend? It's so hurtful. It's like, guys, so this mean. is so rude. I think Ashley would be a great friend. I agree. Um, be our so friend. Isn't her name Indica? It's India, I India. think. Oh, I, I see her on the Insta and I thought it was Indica. I think is it's that, India. I don't wait, know. Wait, is that a weed thing? Oops. <laughs> Probably not her name, Ben. Um, <laughs> I so, was like, it sounds like a pretty name. God. I'm marijuana. <laughs> I'm doobie. <laughs> We're doing well. I'm cocaine. <laughs> so they wind up asking her like, oh, what's her like parents' names or something like that? And she's like, who says it's a girl? And they're like, is it a boyfriend? And Ashley goes, no, it's a gender nonspecific friend. It's like. Wow, 2008 Ashley. Woke. Woke. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> um, so Amy comes in and they're talking about her going, Ashley went to a friend's house. And Amy is also shocked a that Ashley has a friend. She's like, you have a friend? Like, this is so I'd rude. rather be Ashley's friend than Amy's friend. Yeah. Amy's, Amy's pretty whiny. whiny. <laughs> Uh, we're doing so well. We have our priorities straight. Um, I feel like Ashley would be good post- podcast material. We could use that. I wish that Ashley was on this podcast. Oh my right god, now. we got a tagger. We got a tagger. Like, can you come on our podcast? Thanks. We would um, not pay for it because we can't. But we'll Skype you. We'll have six dollars. We have six dollars <laughs> to give you. Um, we'll buy you a big bag from Wendy's. The, the biggie bag. The biggie bag, and um, that'll be it. You get a drink with that, so that's pretty cool. Um. Anyway, so Amy has a doctor's appointment after school where they might find out the sex of the baby. A quick thing back from that last scene is oh. Ashley says a line that made me laugh. And oh. she goes, I'm a very, very friendly person. <laughs> and I was, because they're, they're. That's big Claire energy. <laughs> I'm very friendly. It made me laugh because she's like, why wouldn't I have a friend? Um, <laughs> but sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so Amy has a doctor's appointment and. Anne mentions that it's where they might find out the sex of the baby. And George is like, oh, yeah, make sure it's a boy. I want a grandson. And Amy's like upset by this. So she like walks out because she wants a girl, but also doesn't. She doesn't. Know. Yeah. And so Anne is like, George, she might not want to know because she might get the baby adopted. And George is like, OK, well, I stole a grandson. So also, you're going to find out at some point. Eventually, Eventually you'll, know. you'll know. She gives birth. She's like, take it away. I don't want to even know what it is. <laughs> That's hardcore. That's, That's some Handmaid's Tale shit. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the Boykovich home. The boy. The, the boy. Boykoviches. Because they're boys. Oh. The boys. Yeah. At the Boykovich Manor. <laughs> um, so Ben is packing up a camera. I do like that the only set piece they have is his room. Yes, they're like, you don't need to see the house. We don't need to see the house. We don't have the budget for a mansion. (laughs) Leo will just come in and visit. Yeah. So Leo comes in and he's like, what you doing? And Ben is like, oh, I'm getting this ready for uh, the doctor's appointment today. And he's like, oh, you're going to give it to Amy? Who's going to film it? And he's like, "Uh, I'm going to film it because I'm going to be there at the appointment. And Leo is like, bad idea. That's, does Amy know that? Because this is like probably going to be weird for the both of you. 
Um, and he also brings up, he's like, you know how they find out the gender? He's like, yeah, they have a sonogram. And he's like, yeah, you're going to see her stomach. Have you ever seen her stomach before? This is a very big point in the show. This episode, they keep bringing up Amy, like, you'll see Amy's stomach. And I'm like, is it that scandalous to see? I guess now crop tops are in. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, crop tops were really in in 2008. And especially not for Amy, who wears three dresses on top of each other. (laughs) Over jeans. Um, But yeah, that's a big, it's not like a sexy yeah. place but i guess since she he, she's pregnant he's like saying you haven't seen her pregnant stomach either yeah so that would might be weird but whatever yeah it's weird it's I, it's a weird point it's a point of contention in this show that ben hasn't seen amy's stomach like that's um, how you're truly intimate with a woman is by looking you have to look at, at her, her belly button you have to look at her tummy gross um so ben is still referring to amy as his wife he's like she's my wife my wife <laughs> i'm like okay so clearly ben has not talk to Amy about this he's like because I think that Amy said to Ben she's like oh I wish you could be there and so he's he's like like, I'm going wish fulfilled yes um so we cut (laughs) call me a genie because your wish is granted baby (laughs) we cut to Ricky's foster parents house I don't remember their names but we see more of them in the coming episodes Um, it's just the dad and George right? yes um so George has come to visit the foster dad um and he's like have more money if anybody went to freaking work exactly no one goes to work (laughs) um so the foster dad has given george earl gray tea and it's george has never experienced this kind of luxury before he's like this is wild what is this he's like earl gray it's my sister's favorite type of tea earl gray is pretty good shout out to you vanna or was it something else i don't remember (laughs) so prove me wrong you don't have a podcast screw you um so the foster dad is telling george about bob's plan for the baby to get money from the baby's adoption which really like messes up george he's like bob the child molester is looking for money for the baby yeah it's like yeah that's what's happening that that is yes that's true i made Um, a note of george's outfit it's very atrocious in this what is it it's wearing like this ugly brown like like corduroy looking suit with like a pea green shirt underneath he looks nasty he looks like a couch george needs to go on queer eye yes he would be a perfect candidate for queer eye he really would they'd be like let me fix your entire life because it's in shambles you're a mess my boy they like go there and he's like i live in the garage i built a urinal (laughs) come look poor bobby's like i don't I don't know how to fix this. <laughs> they stumped Bobby for the first time. They're like, oh. uh, he's like, could you move back in the house? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> um, I'm busy. So, I just realized. Um, George really wants to fight Bob, like literally punch him. Yeah. He wants to kill him basically. Um, and he's like, come on, don't you think we should do something about this? And foster dad is like, no, we should let the authorities handle this. You know, like normal humans. Like adults. And George is like, well, yeah, well, maybe that's just the tea talking. Like, I did hear that. Okay. Um, so George is getting increasingly angry about Bob and how, like, I think he mostly just doesn't want Bob anywhere near Amy. And so mm-hmm. he's like, you can't touch the baby because the baby's inside Amy. And so he's getting so angry about this. Um it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, so then we go to the Bowmans, where Ricky is hanging out with Kathleen and Marshall. Um, so Ricky is explaining the whole situation. What time of day is this? What day of the week is this? Well, Maybe I, it's the weekend? 
No, because they go to school. They do go to school. This is so weird. I think th- they everyone in the show gets up very so early. early. Yeah. Um, Even though was, it's like not dark out, it looks like it's nine in the morning. And yeah. they're like, oh, I got some time to have a quick cup of coffee with my girlfriend's parents before work, <laughs> before school. Yeah. Um. So he's explaining the whole situation to Kathleen and Marshall. And he actually tells them that his dad sexually abused him, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is a big step like step slash growth because the previous episode he just lies he's He's like oh he robbed somebody um so he explains the whole situation and he's like i really don't think it's safe for grace to be around me while my dad is not in prison yeah which is a little mature it's a little mature because he's basically saying like my dad will not leave me alone no matter what so i don't want grace to be around i don't want grace involved in this because who knows what could happen maybe he'll try and sell grace I mean, listen, if it's if it's the black market option of selling a baby, you could probably get a, quite a bit for a blonde. A virgin. Virgin. <laughs> gross. Gross. So gross. We went in a bad direction. All right. Back, um, on the, back on the rails. So he actually wants Kathleen and Marshall to break the news to Grace that, like, he wants them to break up with her temporarily. This is the temporarily. new... This is the new move for breakups. You just make other people do it Can for you. Can you just break up with her right quick? So let's just call their parents. You're just like, so listen, Brenda, um, I don't want to date your daughter anymore. So can you mm, let her know? Can you just Actually, say, I won't be around. We were just watching an episode of Seventh Heaven, which... Did the, this happen to Brenda? <laughs> maybe, because in Seventh Heaven, which Brenda also wrote, mm-hmm. um, one of the daughter's boyfriends goes to talk to the dad and he's like, hey, can you let... Lucy know that I want to break up with her oh and actually just do it. I think this happened to Brenda. I I think it's possible. Because if you write it once, shame on you. you write it, it twice, twice. You're going through it. You did it. <laughs> yeah. So um, they, Kathleen and Marshall are telling Ricky like, you know, Grace is very understanding and she's not very, like, she's not judgmental. Like, you can talk to her. She's not going to be angry with you. Like, mm-hmm. Just talk to her. And he's like, well, yeah, because you guys are good people and you're you're Christians and I wish I could be a Christian. And he basically says that he's not a Christian because Jesus didn't help him when he was being abused. Yeah. Which is heavy. That's heavy. Because he's like, I would pray every night that my dad wouldn't like Come open in my, my door. And then he did. And, and it's like, it was, woof. It was very, this whole episode, Ricky is. Ricky's going through it. Yeah. For sure. Um, so then we go to school. And Ricky goes up to Adrian in the hallway and he's like, hey, like, don't think about what I told you about my dad. Like, don't pity me. And he says, because it'll change the sex. Gross. I'm glad he's got his priorities straight. He's like, listen, we boinking mad hard. And I don't want that to stop. Yes. Um, So she's like, okay, (laughs) Um, get right on that. So then he confirms that they will still be on for banging tonight, and we move on. Our regular, our regularly scheduled bang appointment? <laughs> yes. Um, so then we're at the Jurgenses again. Um, so George tells Anne about Bob's big baby plan. Bob's big baby plan. But I Sale. want a B one. What's a B word for that? Bonanza. <laughs> Bob's big baby bonanza. <laughs> um, so Anne is like saying, well... Like, he's like, oh, he wants to sell the baby and get money for the adoption. And so that makes George skeptical of, like, all adoptions. Like, he's like, well, how do I know that, like, 
There's not money. There's not like a couple coming to adopt the baby and they're slipping money to Bob. Like he's just freaking out. He, like George is spiraling in this mm-hmm. episode. He's freaking out about everything. He's just he's like a angry cat that's just like <laughs> he's just hissing at everyone. <laughs> um. So then he brings up the fact that Ricky. It's very possible that like the cycle of abuse would not be broken and that Ricky might abuse the baby. Yeah. Possibly. It's not for sure. He, well, and he's just like, he's like, but he's spiraling. He's just thinking he's out like, loud. He's like, well, and this and then this and what about this? And, you know, like, like, and what if Ricky abuses the baby? And Anne's like, okay. So then George like storms out and Anne gets out a crumpled up piece of paper. Whom is it? What? What is it? We don't Who know. Who could it be? Um, so then we go to school again. Um, ben comes up to Amy and asks about like what time the appointment is and who's driving her. Like, should should he get his driver to drive them? Is her mom picking her up? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why would we take your driver? You're not coming. You're not coming. Um, my so, mom's, she's like, my mom's picking me up. We're going to go right after school. Yeah. Amy immediately shoots him down um, because... Like, it would be weird. And her sexy, sexy stomach would be exposed. Yeah. That, she brings it up, too. She's like, you've never even seen my stomach. Why would you come? I was like, why is, is that this a serious? Thing? Like, people wear swimsuits. Yeah. Not Amy. Not Amy. I've never seen her in a bathing I mean, suit. Therefore, she doesn't own one. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um. So... Amy thinks that it would be awkward for Ben to come do doctor's appointments. He's like, well, what about birthing classes? She's like, no, that'd be weird. And he's like, well, what about when the baby's born? Can I be in the room? And she's like, no, no I don't even think I want my mom in there. Which wait, I Amy, feel like. Amy's very, very embarrassed about yes. things. She well, gets like. She's 15. I would be too. Yeah. And, I didn't want anybody to look at me. Yeah. I feel like being 15 alone, you don't want anybody to look at your body. And then on top of that, you're pregnant. And your body's doing weird stuff yes. that you're not used to. And you're like, because your body at 15 is already doing w- enough weird stuff. Yeah. Let alone being pregnant on top of that. Let alone growing a baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Amy shoots down all of that. And Ben is like, I think eventually okay. she's finally, he's like, will you just think about it? She's like, about the delivery. And she's like, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll think about it. But let the me answer just. still no. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to the Bowmans where there is a knock on the door. Kathleen goes to answer and it's George. George Jurgens. Um, what are you doing here? Yeah. So he comes in and he immediately just like sits on all their furniture and like looks at everything in the house. He's like, I always wondered what it looked like in here. I was like, what a this, weirdo. However, this scene is the first scene where I could really picture them having been a couple. Yes. Because like, they're I- both like. Kind of rude. They're wild. They're both like, she tones it down when she's like in Bowman mode. But once she's around George, you can see how like wild she is. She's like, well, like they just snippy with each other. And I'm like, oh, I get it. They have a lot of energy. Yes, they have chaotic, (laughs) chaotic energy that that doesn't go together, but yeah, adds to each other. So um, George brings up Bob and they he's like, I want to kill him. And Kathleen is like, I'm going to kill him too. And George is like, <laughs> finally, really? great. Let's go do it. And she's like, no, I didn't Not really. I, I'm just like upset about what he did. And he's like, oh man. Well, doll beans. Um, so, <laughs> so George says the craziest thing I've ever heard about Ricky and Grace dating. And he says to Kathleen, he says, your daughter could be my daughter's baby stepmother. <laughs> like, George. <laughs> George. 15, George. George, you're jumping through hoops, my man. Like, okay. Um, so George is still mad that no one wants to fight Bob with him. You know, I would do it with... I'd be like, you know what? Let's go find him. Let's fight him. I'll watch. you know he's not going to calm down till somebody agrees to go fight to him. To go fight him. 
Um, so we cut to Anne on the street. Oh my god. And this is wild. She is leaning up against the hood of her car looking punk. Looking like just a regular old lady. I don't know. She looks miffed. She does look real mad. Um, so Bob rolls up and it turns out Anne called Bob and said, Hey, meet me on the streets. Bitch. <laughs> so Anne has her business face I on. I love how Anne is like no bullshit, because George is, like, going around, like, somebody want to fight this guy with me? And, and Anne's like, like, I'm, I'm going to call him. Right him. I'm going to call him and meet him on the street. <laughs> um, so Bob jokes that they're going to be in-laws, and that pushes Anne over oh the edge. God, and she goes, she gets right up in his face. She goes, I am a woman on the verge. It's so funny. She lists everything that's going on. She's like, my daughter's pregnant at 15. My husband had an affair. We're getting divorced. And... My mom has Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I'm trying to find a job. Like, all this, like, like, crazy. Just a quick recap of what's going on with the dragons. So, Anne calls Bob a coward and says only a coward would abuse his wife and child. And basically tells him, but in a really mean way, to go away. Yeah. She says, go far, far away. And all I could think about was Shrek 2. I don't think I've ever seen Shrek 2. What?! Shrek 2 sure. is the best Shrek. It's the one with Prince Charming and oh, with the fairy godmother. And she's like, I need a hero. It's the best one. Okay, okay, we'll watch High School Musical. We already agreed to that off camera. And then we'll watch Shrek 2 because it is the best Shrek movie. I'd like it on the record that I have seen High School Musical the way Kate phrased oh, that made sorry. it sound like I'd never seen it. I, I High not, School Musical is up my alley. In college, I was going to do a persuasive speech for speech class. Um, for our good friend, Dr. Dan's class. Shout out, Dr. Dan. Shout out, Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan, I hope you're listening. Oh my God. I'd pee my pants if Dr. Dan listened to this. But I was in his, um, whatever that class was called. Oral communication. Yep. And we had to do a persuasive speech and I was going to do one about, um, human trafficking. And I started it and I was like. Relevant to this episode. Kinda. Your life has come full circle. And, but then I was starting it and I was like, I'm already kind of feeling down lately. And this is not helping. And I'm already a criminology major. So, like, this is kind of what I do all the time. And then I was like, I'm going to do a persuasive speech on why Shrek 2 is the greatest film of all time. And so I emailed Dr. Dan. And I was like, hi, Dr. Dan. I'm assuming at 3 a.m. Probably. And I was like, hi, Dr. Dan. (laughs) Would it be okay if I switched the content of my speech from this to this? From human trafficking to why Shrek 2 is the greatest film of all time? Oh my god. And he's like, uh, if you can get citations, I don't care. <laughs> so I did it in class and everybody in that class thought I was a fucking freak, except my two friends who were in the class and Dr. Dan, who I don't know if I've ever seen him laugh so loud. He was just like chortling in the back. And I love I was, when Dr. Dan is truly entertained by something. I think also because it was just like so off. Because everybody in pass. Okay. I had a class with Dr. Dan that was basically oral comm two. It was um, the oral commenting. <laughs> it was public address. Yes, I know it wasn't a good joke, Daniel. I still said it. <laughs> um, it was public address and we had to do forum debates. Mm-hmm. So you paired up and you had to like debate each other on a topic. And he said, Dr. Dan said, you can't do, you, you could pick your own topic. And he said, you can pick anything but the legalization of marijuana or abortion, because I think Dr. Dan teaches public address and oral communication, and he is tired of it's that. It's boring, yeah. Um, so, of course, someone picked 
the legalization of marijuana oh after explicit instructions to not. And she you had one job, man. She, she cited her drug dealer friend. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> she literally was like, well, also, my drug dealer friend said this. And I said, I have to leave the country. It's like, you don't deserve <laughs> and a degree. And Dr. Dan was like, okay. That's so good. And also, our good friend Nathan and I were paired up. And we picked, I don't know why we picked this. We were dummies, I think. And we picked, like, um, comprehensive sex education versus abstinence, abstinence only. only. I don't know why we were like... Secret life. I, my life has come full circle. So obviously, I decided, I said, Nathan, I'm taking comprehensive se- sex you education. You take the hard one. And so he had, like, nothing to say. Yeah. Because, like, what can you say? So he showed some abstinence video, and it was hilarious. <laughs> We were like, at least we didn't do the topic we weren't supposed to do and also cite our drug dealer friend. So I think we're winning. I was like, this is going well. Also, that same girl uh, had to do like, we had to do diagnostic speeches. So we had to like, basically just do a previous speech. So he could see like where and we you were. Fix it, yeah, yeah. And so she just did like basically an introduction speech about herself, and she said she was an ex-con. She did not mean she was a convict. She meant she <laughs> used to be in the conservatory at our school. You can't say that. <laughs> it's not what that means. That class was a wild ride from start to finish. Oh my gosh, those kind of. I feel like everyone, even if you could test out of it, should take one of those because hearing what the dum dums in your class yes. have to say. I had a guy talk about why you should appreciate the little things. Same. He's like, what about the grass? You ever think about the grass? I'm like, this guy is high as a kite. We had to do an oral (laughs) comm for our final. We had to just come in and instead of giving a speech, we had to like do like, I don't know how to describe it, but like you had to do like recite like a song Mm. or like some like a poem or something like that like not your own words like oral interpretation basically and so <laughs> my friend did she recited the pokemon theme song <laughs> and you didn't even have to have to do it from memory you that's could really read off good. of a paper and that was our entire final my- but one girl brought her puppy to class for the final and it peed on the floor oh. <laughs> college is so dumb why did we pay I for miss that college uh, so much that makes i know what i would do the tequila song Tequila. <laughs> you, but you Just, do the same amount of pauses. Tequila. Waits five, like one minute. Tequila. tequila. I also, I think I told you this the other day, but I'm going to repeat it on the podcast. I was in a class and a girl was doing a presentation and at the end she wanted like a memorable quote and she quoted herself. She was like, I'm going to quote myself. And she like put it up on the screen. She's like, you should love yourself because if nobody else does, at least you do. And that's how she ended her presentation. It's and such, I was and like, it's not even a good quote. It's just like knockoff RuPaul and it's not catchy or good. Okay, like, but what would you say is worse? Citing your drug dealer or, or citing yourself? Citing yourself? <laughs> I would say your drug dealer just is a little worse. A little worse by saying like my drug dealer told me once. Yeah, like, it's a little it's a little rough. Yeah. Um, anyway, out of call. Co- we're. We're getting off campus um, and getting back to... Get back on that band bus. To Ulysses S. Grant High School. Yes. Um, so we next are at school. I told you we were going to school. And Grace stops Ricky in the hall and she's like, Ricky Hi, in um, the hallway. Like Michael in the bathroom. I'm cutting that. I'm we don't sorry. have the rights. <laughs> it didn't sound good. So I think we'd be fine. <laughs> uh, so Grace stops Ricky in the hall and she's like, um... 
hi, um, my parents told me everything and I'm not afraid to be around you. And he's like, you can't be around me. This is a dangerous situation. And she's like, but I, I, I love you. And he doesn't Ooh, this say hurts. this scene is painful. This is bad. Ricky's like, listen, I don't love anybody, not even myself, which is if you rough. can't love just like your co- your classmate said, you should love, you should yourself. love yourself. Because if nobody else does, at least, at least you, you do. do. Ricky um, knows that. So she's like, but you I, said that I you thought were, that you were in love with me. You said that you were falling in love with me. And she, he's like, and he's like, listen, they say it all the time on The Bachelor. I don't. <laughs> he doesn't really. He starts to just give her the silent. He treatment. just looks he's at just her. He's just looking at her. And she's like, I, like stone I know faced. You, I know you're in love with me. I know it. <laughs> Woof. I, I know you are. And I'm like, oh, Grace. This is awkward. Grace. I was like, Grace, you guys went on two dates. And one of them was to a one someone of else's to, wedding. To someone else's wedding that it was a secret wedding and the other one was a fake wedding and the other one was to hit some baseballs like not very cool yeah. dates um so she is like well we're, we're still gonna be friends and that's kind of the end of that and i was like okay think grace and ricky broke up but i can't but be sure who's to say um so then we go to the doctor's office can um, we talk about amy's outfit i need to talk about amy's outfit it's crazy <laughs> yes <laughs> she is wearing a bright yellow cardigan she is wearing wait where am i just like a weird graphic tee but most importantly a tie a tie around she looks her like neck avril lavigne she's she's trying to be avril lavigne but, but pregnant but pregnant and she's shailene woodley so she looks like like a pretty little mouse. <laughs> I love her. And I just said, this is all time Amy outfit. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're in the waiting room and Anne asks about Ashley's friend. Um, and I think they end up talking about like, should they be worried that like Ashley's going to get in trouble or something like that? And Amy's like, Aww. I don't think she would ever get in any trouble after what happened to me because I ruined her life and my own and your and my mom's and my dad's. Yeah, that and was Anne's so like, sad. You didn't ruin anyone's life. She's like, it's just your life is going to be a lot different, but it's not ruined. It was really sad. Yeah, that, I thought that was very supportive. Yeah, no. And yeah, she had a really good response. But Amy is you can tell that like she's been like holding those feelings yes. in and is just like been stewing on the fact that she feels like she ruined everything for everybody. And it's yeah. like, no wonder she's kind of a brat. Like, well, cause I think like she could see her parents fighting, mm-hmm. but like divorce wasn't really brought up until after she told them she was pregnant. And so I think she's like, okay, that was well, because of me. this is my fall and this is my fall and this and that. I'm like, no, first of all, if a, your parents get divorced, it's never any kid's fault. So regardless of if, they're pregnant. <laughs> Listen up, kids. It's not your fault. If Unless, you're out there. Except for you, Jim. <laughs> Jim. Jim. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, he knows who he is. His name is Jim, and he's the reason his parents got divorced. God. Um. So <laughs> Amy wants the baby to be a girl because she thinks if the baby's a girl, she won't be abused. That's and I wrote, so fucked up. I went, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Women are abused so often. Yeah, well, she is, she's saying it because, like, she thinks, like, oh, Ricky's dad had a son, so if Ricky has a son, he'll abuse the son. And if it's and a not girl, maybe he's not interested in abusing girls. And yeah. the mom is like, um, child abusers will abuse no matter what. Yeah. And she <laughs> says, like, it's up to Ricky to break the cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. And then she brings up adoption again. She's like, I think... This is a good point that, like, if you don't want something like that to be possible, like, you should probably think more about adoption. But she kind of, and I think she reiterates, like, that she's like, we're here to support you for your yeah. choice. It's up to you. Um, Which so, is, like, 
That is a lot of power as a yeah. Like I hate making decisions. And yeah. Like I remember one of the biggest like make, picking your college. Yes. was a huge struggle for me and it's just like or what you want to do in college, things like that. And yeah. then, like, let alone to have a whole other life involved, like, ooh, I'm getting sympathetic, yeah. like, chills. <laughs> do you want to know, um, apparently, I don't remember this, but this is apparently how I announced to my parents where I was going to college. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I, uh, my birthday's in April, and so, like, college decision day is, like, May 1st or whatever, and so I had gotten into four different schools, and my parents were like, hey, brag about it. I'm very smart and talented, um, so, (laughs) write that down, (laughs) quick, (laughs) so my parents had said, like, like, you have to decide by May 1st, but we would like you to decide by your birthday, which is in the middle of, of, not February, of April. That's when my birthday is, middle of February. I was like, I have to decide by Kate's birthday. (laughs) I don't Um, know her. So I went, like, I hadn't really talked about it with anybody, I just kind of, like, because I don't really like to talk about my feelings and so (laughs) um fair so I went to school that day and I came home and I don't remember this for the life of me so I don't know if I blacked out like I don't know if my dad made this up but apparently I came in the house after school and my parents were like hey how's it going like didn't mention anything and I like turned around dramatically (laughs) and I went I'll be taking my talents to Capital University (laughs) Which checks out, but I don't remember doing That's it. That's so funny. I'll be taking my talents. Because LeBron had just said he oh. would be taking his talents from Cleveland to Miami. <laughs> and so, which is not relevant to anything that I oh, care no. about. Like, Still where funny, did I though. even hear that? Like, That's so funny. I love that you had that fun zinger. And, and they're like, like, they didn't even ask. And I was like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, cool. They're like, what do you want for what? dinner? <laughs> so, I don't even wouldn't it be good if you'd said that and you hadn't gotten into capital? <laughs> they were like, you, you can't. You didn't even, you, you didn't even apply. You, you're seven years old. <laughs> so dun, 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 that's how I made decisions when I was 18. Amazing. <laughs> like literally that day was 18 and was like, I've decided to become I've turned eight, a weird person. A weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go to college and get weirder if that's oh, cool with that, y'all. That did happen. That checks out. <laughs> um, anyway, so Amy decides, she tells Anne she wants to go to the appointment alone and she doesn't want to know the gender, which is kind of sad because Anne, all Anne wants to do is be involved. And and Anne is, she does a really good job because she's like, oh, because you can tell she's sad, but she's like, like okay, that's okay, up, I, whatever makes you I'll comfortable. I'll be right out here. Yeah. Um. So Ashley we see Ashley. We cut to Ashley. She's at her friend's house, and it turns out her friend is a painting of Jesus. <laughs> she is at Reverend Stone's church, and she's looking at a painting of Jesus while she's waiting for him. Um, and Jack comes around the corner. Surprise! And he says, doesn't that picture of Jesus kind of look like me? Well, first he says, what? That's, first he says, that's Jesus. It made me laugh so hard. He's like, that's Jesus. And she's like, yeah, no shit. She's like, I know who Jesus is, you dummy. Um, so Jack is asking, like, where Reverend Stone is. He's like, I was supposed to talk to him. He's my dad. He, he's my stepdad. And Ashley's like, he's stuck in traffic. He's not here. And Jack's like, oh, well, I have to go. So I was like, why are you here? Does Is this the point where Ashley goes on a little um, tangent about Jesus not being white? I think so. She goes on, like, a mini tangent about, like, 
Because he says that, oh, he, Jesus don't you think Jesus like, looks like me? And she and she's says, like, depends on your ego, I guess. And then she kind of goes off on a little tangent of like how Jesus isn't what what isn't a white wasn't a white man, yeah, and like was from the Middle East. And she's just like Ashley's woke man. Oh, she is the wokest person on the show. Yes. Um, so Ashley is waiting to see. She explains to Jack, she's like, I'm waiting to see Reverend Stone because I wanted him to help my parents not get divorced, but now there's a whole other thing. I want him to get Bob out of town. Jack's like. Okay, well, I have to go to gangland. He literally says he has to go to gangland. I was like, this is inappropriate and rough. Um, So he has to go see his mentee. So Jack pieces out. Mentee. And then a random woman comes in and she's like, that painting of Jesus kind of looks like my ex-husband. I was like, cool. Fun facts, I guess. Um, So she also asks Ashley where Reverend Stone is because she wanted to come talk to him about how Reverend Stone was going to help her get money from her ex-husband for child support. Yeah, what is this church's Poor Reverend Stone is like, I just wanted to give a sermon. It really reminds me of my job where people are like, well, how about we um, do this weird thing that has nothing to do with this? And I'm like, no, uh, I can't move your stuff from a storage unit. I can't break up with your boyfriend for you. Can't break up with your boyfriend for you. I can't steal your pets from a person. I've had all these requests. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the random lady is an oversharer and she's like, well, I have to go to work because so-and-so is out sick and I want to get those extra tips. And I'm like, I'm a waitress at this place. Okay. It's called Evan Ryan's. I don't Evan Ryan's. (laughs) Um, So Ashley is like, oh, are are you hiring at, at your job and she's like yeah we are are you 21 she goes what do you want to see my id i was like yeah that'd be nice it's because pretty, you look 12 it's pretty smooth though yeah the lady's like no come along how like, let's go to work i'm like okay um, what if that's how jobs worked you just asked someone if they were hiring and then you were hired and you went on the spot yes. <laughs> you were like all right first day that's now how all of my jobs work i don't know what's wrong with you oh yeah i'm just not hireable <laughs> I'm not um, asking enough people if they're hiring. Exactly. Um, so next we're in the school parking lot and Ricky is walking to his car and Bob rolls up again in his gross green car. Um, so Bob asks if he's heard about the sex of the baby because a couple is looking to pay a hundred grand for a healthy white male infant. Yeah, that's messed up. Yikes. A hundred grand is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so Bob says that he'll stay away from Ricky once he gets the money from the adoption. It's so messed up. He's like, hey, dude, if you help me out, I'll stay out of your life. I'm your abuser and I will stay away from you, but you have to do this it's terrible thing. so messed up. It's a prisoner's dilemma for poor Ricky. So poor Ricky is just standing there, just listening to Bob very calmly. And Bob leaves. He gets in his car Aww. and has a breakdown. He's punching the wheel in the and seats screaming and screaming and crying. And it's very, very upsetting. I've definitely done that before. Not to that extent, but you like get in your car and you've held it together and you're just like, ah! <laughs> kind of like the time that I went to the dentist and I got in my house and I immediately started crying. Aww. I made it. I used to be able to walk to my dentist and I made it across the street, up the stairs to my apartment, into my apartment. And then I just started crying because <laughs> I hate going to I the, hate dentist. the dentist. I am not equating going to the dentist with being sexually abused. No, not However... Same. But bent I, up, it's bent up feelings. I left a class with a group project involved and I got in my car and I was so angry with how everybody was acting and not doing anything and 
being buttholes. I got in my car and I just screamed for like a minute. And my boyfriend at the time was sitting in the car next <laughs> to me. He was like, oh. He was, I was like, I'm so sorry. Because he was like terrified of me. He was like, whoa, what was that? And I'm like, I just had a lot of feelings I needed to get out real quick. <laughs> we just went to something and it, I felt the same way and I got in the car. I like held it together and I got in the car and I was like, what was that? Like, <laughs> Ah, the car is like your sanctuary. Daniel's like, uh, okay. Well, it was the thing we went to, honey. He's like, well, it was this. And I'm like, I I know that, but. We've got some pent up rage. I think you and I need to go to anger management. (laughs) (laughs) Things we've discovered about ourselves. We're doing great. Thank you. Uh, I've never hit anybody. That's not true. I hit Laurel once. (gasps) Can I tell you the story? Yes. Laurel will be, uh, Laurel will feel vindicated that I'm publicly shaming myself. I can't believe myself. you hit Laurel. No, no, no. Listen. So it wasn't because I was mad. It was because I was excited. <laughs> so I, I kind of hit when I'm excited. I was like, yeah. Like, you know I, I don't mean <laughs> to. Like, I don't mean to hit. I'm just like, oh, and I like. Yeah, jittery energy or whatever. And I, so we had just seen Iron Man 3. Oh my God. And it was this for. This is the nerdiest thing oh, I've ever Well, heard. because we, we didn't want to see it, but our school, it was like a like a thing for certain grades or like it like was a re- reward day. Yeah, it was a reward day for reward like day. having a certain GPA or doing, I don't even remember. So it really mattered. Um, and we w- went to see, we got B-dubs and then we went to see Iron Man 3, The Perfect Day. And <laughs> Laurel and I were in the bathroom of B-dubs afterwards and we were talking about the movie or something. And I was like, man, I'm just so... I'm so you pumped really up. Pumped. I'm so pumped up. And I was like, I feel like I'm Iron Man. And I just went, wow. And I just pumped her. <laughs> And she was like, what did you just do? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's like, I really felt like Iron Man. Laurel, I'm on your side. No, I'm on Laurel's side too. It was a horrible thing. I don't think I hit her that hard, but it was definitely Where did a you hit her? Like in the arm? I just went, I can't believe you punched Laurel in the and Because I thought that. you were Iron Man. <laughs> oh. I'm learning so much about you while doing this podcast. Too much, some might say. <laughs> I can't. Okay, back to secret life. We're back to secret. This is my secret life. That was my secret, <laughs> secret life. Secret life of Kate and Laurel. <laughs> Poor Laurel left and was like, I got punched. <laughs> but that's, this, Kate's like the only friend I actually like, so I guess I'll, st- I'll deal with it. <laughs> uh, anyways. That's so, not true. I'm sure she, lots of her, she liked lots of her friends. <laughs> anyway, we are. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. God damn it. So we cut to Ruben, who is in his office, and he gets a phone call from Adrian, and she's like, Dad, Bob was near the school. Ricky told me. And he's like, okay, cool. um, I have to call you back. I'm in a meeting. And she's like, you need to do something. He violated his restraining order. I saw him. And she, he's like, I will call you back in five minutes. And she's like, ah! And he just like hang- quietly hangs up. Also, and his so, office is very beautiful. I know. It looked like a little mini mansion. And I'm not trying to keep bringing up my job that I work in a courthouse, but I've seen lawyers' offices and they're all ugly. But have you ever seen the DA's office? Nah. Well, what I bet it looks just like that. <laughs> exactly the same. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. I haven't seen it, Claire. I concede. Oh, uh, so Ruben is in a meeting with George, <gasps> who came to see him about Bob, because <gasps> all George wants is to... Bob fought. <laughs> He's like, hey, Ruben, the DA, would you like to beat up a guy with me? It'll be really fun. You're... I'll bring snacks. You got big, beefy shoulders, and I think you could do the job. <laughs> um. So George wants Bob arrested again, so... Ruben is like, listen, just like I told Adrian, 
a child, you can't just do that. It's not how it works. Beat up people and put them in jail. And also, um, Ruben knows about Cindy and George. <gasps> did you catch that? I did catch that. It was Scandalous. drama. Scandalous. I was like, who told who about this? Yeah, they're probably. I bet Adrian. Adrian. I don't think Cindy would just offer up that information, but I think Adrian would offer that up about her mom. Um, so next we go to Gangland. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I wrote that in quotes. I said we are at Gangland. Gangland, according to Jack. Um, so Jack parks his big old yee boy truck. Yeah, why does he have such a big truck? I don't truck? know. I was like, who do you think you are? What are you doing in that truck? Um, so he knocks on the door of this house and a girl comes to the a door. A pretty girl. A very beautiful girl who is in Pretty Little Liars. Oh, Did really? Is she that plays the... Maya in Pretty oh, Little I was, Liars. Oh, I can't remember the name. I Such crossover. I haven't seen Pretty Little Liars. I think that would be a good follow-up for this show. But you think Pretty it's... Little Liars is the craziest show I've ever watched. Really? I've never watched it's it. wild. I think I read the first book in middle school. It ha- the books have nothing to do with the Really? Show, oh, we so should watch it then. Listeners, let us know how you feel about us doing we pr- have plenty Pretty of s- Little Liars after Secret Life. We have s- plenty of Secret Life left, but... <laughs> Listen. Listen. Oh my god, it's such a good show. Okay. It's good and it's also crazy Trash. and a little bit stupid, but I love it so much. I think I've watched Pretty Little Liars three times all the way oh through. Oh my gosh, I wanna now I wanna watch it. Don't, don't watch it yet. No spoilers. Anyway, um so that girl is Jack's mentee, Duncan. That's his older sister. So she answers the door. Do we find her name? Her name is Shauna. Shauna. Um, so she calls for Duncan and she's like, thank you so much for doing this. Like Duncan isn't allowed to have friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. So it makes me think Ooh. like, did Duncan do something? I don't know. If I was, I took it as like their parents are protective because they know they live in yeah. a rough neighborhood so that the kids aren't allowed to go outside yeah. and stuff. I'm that's how sure. I took it, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Cause so, we don't know much about him yet. Yes. So Duncan comes to the door. He looks to be probably 13 older. or 14, like not like a little kid. Really? I thought he looked older than that. But He looks older than Jack, but yeah. I think he's supposed to be like 13, 13 or 14. 14. Um, so they are, he's like, all right, ready to go. I have no idea where they're going. They never say. They never say. Um, but they get in Jack's truck and Jack sees in his side mirror <gasps> a drug deal happening. And Duncan is like, yo, stop looking at that. He like said, Duncan is street he, smart. He tells him, stop mad dogging that stop drug dealer. Um, but the drug deal is between obviously a drug dealer and Bob Underwood. Ah! Um, so he sees Bob buying drugs and he's like, I got to make a phone call. And Duncan is like, not, not me here. in the car. Not in this neighborhood. Drive away. Yeah. So he is smart and he tells him to wait to make the call. So then we cut. So they don't get shot. Yeah. um, By a drug dealer who's right there. Yes. Um, So then we go to the Boykovich Manor and Ben is complaining to Leo about Amy not wanting him at her appointments and at birthing classes and all this stuff. Yeah. Because he's up. Because he's like, well, did you go to the doctor's appointment? He's like, no. She doesn't want me there. He's like, good. Leo is (laughs) I love Leo. Um, So Leo tells Ben, as usual, he tells him what's what. He's like, you know, it's a very like personal and intimate thing. He's like, it would be different if you guys were married and had been together for years and it was your baby. But intimate together. Yes. He's like, unfortunately, that's not the case. So you're gonna have to get over it. He's like, you're not married. You you don't make love. (laughs) You haven't seen each other (laughs) naked. I was like, this is all fair 
points. And you know what I'm going to I'm going to officially give the title of the only good person in the episode to Leo right now. I support that. I think Leo is the only one with any sense in this episode. Yes. Um and he eventually tells Ben he's like you're not allowed to make Amy uncomfortable. Like this is a very personal sensitive thing and you are not allowed to like intrude on what makes Amy uncomfortable, yeah. which is a very good point. I and support he, that. And he tells he tells Ben he's like, "Well, you know, maybe next time you have a doctor's appointment, invite Amy along." Yeah. Because he, Ben is like, oh, that's my wife. And I'm like. It's not. It's not. You don't live together. And even if it was. You still don't get to be like, I'm going to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't invite Daniel to the gynecologist with me. That's weird. No. Yeah. It's like, or like, it's just your body still. Yeah. Just because you're married. But <laughs> Anyway. Don't even get me started. Um, so then um, Leo gets a phone call and it is George inviting him to dinner. He said, hey, you want to get a steak? That's how I call Kate every day. Say, hey, you want to get a steak? Wants to get a steak. Just kidding. What's up? <laughs> um, so George is at what's it called? Evan Ryan, Kevin Ryan, the, that ran- the restaurant, the restaurant we were at earlier, where Ashley got a secret cocktail waitress job. Um, so Ashley is hiding behind the bar. And she's just sitting on the ground because she saw her dad. And then George sticks his big old white man head over the bar. He's like, hey, well, cause, why are you here? Well, because the other waitress is like, Ashley, are you okay? She's and like, then he, I'm, I'm looking for some coins. <laughs> and he peeks around. He's like, hey. Yes. Um, so she got busted pretty quick. She got busted within the hour. Yeah. Um. So then we are, we go back to the doctors for literally no reason because it's just the doctor calling Amy. And then Anne's like, oh, uh, Amy wants to go by herself. And she's like, okay. And that's it. That's the tweet. It's like, like uh, <laughs> that's the tweet. Yeah. So then we go back to the restaurant and George is interrogating Ashley about the job. He's like, why'd you get a job? This and, that. and she's like, I just wanted to help Amy. He's like, that's not your responsibility, which true. That is correct. So then he makes Ashley give the random woman who I think his name is Veronica. I don't think she ever comes back. So I don't know why they gave her a name, but he makes Ashley give the random woman her tips, which she made a hundred dollars in and like the lady an takes hour. Them. She's like, Okay. And I'm like, you should insist that Ashley gets to keep those. That seems... Yeah. George just doesn't want anybody to get in trouble. trouble. And so she... It's all a mess. And he also tries to get a steak dinner out of it, like, for free. He's like, well, what about a free dinner? And she's like, oh, I can't do that. Um, So Leo shows up and Ashley's like, can I get you a drink, sir? I was like, what? And then she's like, I'm just joking. Just just kidding. Um, So then we're back at Ricky's foster home and Marshall has shown up. And he's there when Ricky gets home. I was like, who let you in? Exactly. Everyone just comes into each other's houses. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so he tells Ricky um, all kinds of stuff, but basically that Ricky is the victim here and nothing that his dad did is any of his fault. Um, and Ricky's like, you don't know anything like, about me. You don't know anything about this. And Marshall says that he believes in Ricky and his ability to stop the cycle of abuse, which I think is very nice. And he's like, yeah, well, how would you know anything about me and my situation? And so Marshall. The classic setup for him to dump to for his, on him. Like a sob story. To be story. like, and now my tale of woe. Yes. So Marshall's tale of woe. Which is a really bad tale yeah. of woe. He says his next door neighbor sexually abused his brother and his brother never told anybody. And then he killed himself and put, and it, put in it in a suicide note. note, which is horrible and i wrote this is an emotional roller coaster i want to die so <laughs> this is the roller coaster i want to get off of yeah so ricky's like i guess he does know what he's talking about man i miss poop city <laughs> man 
Will we ever get back to Poop City? Man, I make America Poop City again is oh, what I'm agreed. Um, so then we go back to the restaurant again. Um, so George and Leo are eating their dinner. And Ashley's and just sitting in the She's background. just sitting in a booth texting. She doesn't get to eat. I'm like, Can you okay. get that girl a steak. She's been working hard. I think that they say that Anne is going to pick her up. Yeah, but, they do. But like, let her have some dinner. Yeah. So George wants Leo to hire somebody to scare Bob, which I know meant like intimidate Bob, but I pictured like <laughs> someone dressed as a ghost who just is like, ooh, Bob, don't go near Ricky. Like, it seems like he he's implying that Leo has, like, hitmen? Like, yeah, or, like, mob affiliation or something. Which, like, he says no, but I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% think I know that Leo he, has he knows people. mob affiliation. I don't think he's in the mob, but I think he, he knows, knows people the mob. that are in the mob. He knows the mob. Um, So I wrote, wah, wah, not even Leo will fight Bob. <laughs> Um, so won't anybody fight this guy with me? I so relate to George. I'm like, man, nobody will fight my enemies with me. I just want to fight. Just want to fight someone. Um, so then Ashley and George's phone, like they both go off at the same time. So they get texts and they just smile at them and they're like, oh, look at that. And then we cut to the doctor's office. Um, so Ben is filming Amy talking to the baby. She's like... In the waiting room. Yes. Right? I couldn't even wait till they get home. But... <laughs> I'm like, they're probably trying to close. I'm like, guys, it's like seven o'clock. Let them... Let them go home. Let them go home. Um, so Amy introduces herself. She's like, I'm Amy. I'm your birth mom. This is Anne. She's your birth grandma. And then she gets so close to the camera... To, very close. ...to talk to the baby. It's like, like, if I can find a picture hey, of it, I'll post baby. it it's crazy. <laughs> hey, She's baby. like... I'll do anything for you to have a good life. We all love we you. We all love you. My mom loves you. My dad loves you. My sister loves you. My boyfriend, someday husband Ben, loves you. My Mimsy loves you. My pet Rock loves you. <laughs> she says all that. And then she goes, because you are my son. Bum, bum, bum. And so she shows her phone to the camera and she had sent a text that said, it's, it's a, a boy. boy. And I don't know if you had the captions on or were looking, but my captions. <laughs> so you see the phone that says, it's a boy. And then the captions have asterisks. And then inside the asterisks say, it's a boy. I was like, <laughs> hey, if you're using the captions because you're hard of hearing. You can read. You that. can read. So thanks. It was so funny. wild. I was like. Thanks. Captions. It's the boy. So the baby is a boy. Claire has spoiled this for me five times, but I forgot every time, so I wasn't really spoiled. I was going to take a moment to say, at least (laughs) four times I have accidentally said on this podcast, but then later cut it out, that the baby is a boy. And every time I go, gosh darn it. And then I go, I didn't notice. (laughs) And so... Kate forgot every time, like a good little co-host. I just let my so, memory be But now wiped. it's out in the open. I don't have to hide it anymore. She had a... Well, she didn't have she's, it. She's, she's having, having a boy. A she's, she's having a boy. Baby. Baby boy. <laughs> um, so that's exciting, even though she wanted a girl. But Mazel tov. Oh. Mazel tov to you and yours, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very polite, okay? Stupid. I am very friendly. I am very, very friendly. Um, so then we go to Adrian's, um, and Ricky comes over for their nightly boinking date. And it's eight o'clock, time to boink. Eight o'clock, man. Um, so she opens the door and she's like, You didn't answer your phone! Because no one answers their phone in this show. That's true. And so he's like, Oh, sorry. Uh, and then she's like, did you check your voicemail? He's like, no. no. I was like, men are trash. <laughs> I was like, check your voicemail. I called you twice. So 
Adrian had called him to let him know the good news that Bob got arrested for possession of drugs because Jack is a snitch. (laughs) Thank you, Jack, for snitching. Um, So Ricky cries once more, but tears of cries of happiness. Cries of happiness. (laughs) And then the episode is over and we get the PSA from Ricky again that if you have been abused, it's not your fault. Yeah. So we end the episode on Ricky crying, which is... Poignant. Poignant. It has been a roller coaster of an episode for Ricky. Um, Yeah. And for us. And that's it. And that's enough of that. And that's how Sue sees it. <laughs> I still don't know why it's called That's Enough of That. I think it's just the cops saying to Bob, that's, that's enough, enough of, that. of that. Do you have a rating for this episode? So I'm going to give this show, this show a rating. The whole show. After 15 episodes. Yep. I think I know how it's going to go. Um, no, I'm going to give this episode um, four out of five babies for profit. God. <laughs> um, I thought it was better than the last episode. It like kind of ramped up into this yeah. episode and there was like a lot of good moments and the big baby reveal was exciting. Finally. I feel like it's taken so long. Like Amy is not like super pregnant but i feel like she's pregnant, pregnant enough, enough that they should have been able to tell by now oh but and we also realized that um she must have let Anne come in for the ultrasound yes we've missed that because um they're like my mom was with me when we saw you for the first yeah. time she finally let Anne Aww. be a part of her life Aww. um i also gave it four out of five underage cocktail waitresses <laughs> um yeah i thought it was really good i think ricky or i mean not Ricky, but like Darren Kagasoff in this episode is Oof. amazing. It's really good. Everybody does a really good job in this. Like Adrian's reaction and Grace even like their reactions to Ricky mm-hmm. are really good. Yeah. Like he's really bringing it. He and like I told you this a long time ago, but I think that he is a little bit older than the rest of the teens. And so I think he really like they did a really good job saying like, we're going to give you this really awful subject matter. And- Bring it home, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he definitely, um, is very, very good at it. He's yes. the acting thing. <laughs> Kate's official critique. Very, he is very good at the acting. <laughs> and that's the truth. And that's how Kate sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a recommendation? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Um, yeah, I'm going to recommend um, this a movie that I really liked to, and I saw in theaters that is now out on Netflix. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Da-da-da! It's so... It's one of, like, the movies that I watched and I was like, this is changing movies. Like, you know, you see a movie that's like, yo, this is a good movie. But then you see a movie that's just kind of changing the genre and doing something so unique. Yeah. And I think anybody would like it. It's I funny need to watch it. and very beautiful. Like, Daniel has watched it. I He, watched he gave it me a big me. point when I said it, so... He watched it without like it. me like a big traitor. <gasps> It's really good. It's on Netflix, so watch it. John Mulaney's voice is in it. I love him. How exciting. Yeah, it's really a well-done movie. That's great. I have nothing to recommend. (laughs) I hate everything. All right, so... We have been watching... This is a couple weeks... You're hearing this a couple weeks after we recorded it. But we have been watching the HBO show Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I have been watching it in entirety. Daniel just watched one episode, but he was, like, living his best life watching it because he loves how it's shot. Mm, it's very I've beautiful. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Zendaya is in it. It's Zendaya is Michi. Anyway. We don't have the rights to that That's not, it's video. A, it's a meme. <laughs> anyway, um, it's... 
right up my alley. It's a teen drama, but it's like it's on HBO, so it's like what Classy. we what we wish Secret Life was. Like <laughs> someday Secret Life will ascend. Yes. Um, but it is it's very good, it's very relevant, and it's shot beautifully. Daniel and I may go back to the beginning and watch it through again so that he can see he can be caught up. all of it, but it's very good. I recommend it to anybody who to you and is, yours who anyone who is a mature audience because they um. give about 17 warnings before the show starts well you <laughs> said that there was some dinglings in it i have seen some dinglings um, straight up ding dongs i have so there is a lot of nudity and cursing and drugs and and I sexual it. content there, there's a lot they i think daniel said when we queued it up like hbo shows like all of the like warnings mm-hmm. and i don't think daniel had ever seen that many warnings oh my gosh and, like he watched game of thrones so. yeah and game of thrones is famous for that yeah so it's very good but it is very heavy adult and if you're not an adult don't watch it great thanks thanks bye. kids bye um, yeah so next week we will be back with the actual episode 16 not what i thought was uh anyway it's <laughs> Season one, episode 16, called Chocolate Cake. What the... the, (laughs) Brenda! Brenda, we need to talk. We'll see you next week, Brenda. Yes. um, Because we need to talk about these episode titles. They make no sense. No sense. No sense! Um, So if you want to talk to us you can do, do that it. in many ways um you can send us an email it's kate and claire at gmail.com check that description yes send us some funny stories send us your thoughts on the these episodes if you've been watching along with us um you can also follow us on twitter it's pdmmwt underscore podcast and it's the same on insta same correct? on insta um Yay. yeah if you like this show thanks thanks we appreciate it we work 50 percent at it <laughs> we work Meh, at it. We try. I um, feel like it takes a lot of. We have. We both watch it. We, we take do notes. It's different than just having a podcast where you just talk about like your life. You do have to watch at least an episode. And let me a tell week. you, that's hard to do for me. I love it. And my family. <laughs> my family of kittens. My yes. Um. Yeah. So if you like our show, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your mom. Tell your dad if you want. If you think they'd like it, let them Maybe know. Maybe don't. Actually. Don't tell Kate's mom. No, don't. This is your bi-weekly reminder to not tell Kate's mom I just about want this something podcast. for me, okay? <laughs> I don't want my mom to yell at me for saying the F word sometimes. Oh, my God. All right, folks. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker son. What a weird thing. I'm only plucking pheasants until my dad comes home. <laughs> That's his job. I'm not my dad. <laughs> you don't know me, dad. That's your dream. Pheasant plucking was your dream. And I'm quitting it. <laughs>